Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter, that is Matt and we talk about movies on this show, new movies specifically and we are delighted to come this week and talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, we will start spoiler free as we always do, we'll give you a warning before we get any spoilers somewhere in the middle and yeah we'll get into it. So what's weird about this is that I feel like we don't often talk about animated movies on this show. Mm-mm. Nope, it's been a while, I'm trying to think of the last one we did. I think it might have been me and Connor for a Pixar movie. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's not, and I think what's weird about this is that this is the first, I mean, I say it's the first superhero animated movie, like, in a big way. Technically, we did have Teen Titans go to the movies this year, but that wasn't a big release like this was. No. This is, like, you know, the getting number one opening weekend. You know, Teen Titans Go sort of mm-hmm. released and, you know, made a little bit of money, and that was it. It went away. Yeah. I mean, it really knows its audience. It's... You know that was based on the TV show. Yeah. This is this is animated Spider-Man. This yeah. is like a first. This is a first, you know? yeah, in the sense that it's like a, it's like a triple A big budget animated movie that is is opening number one, and it's also mm-hmm. introducing a, a new character to the the general public. You know, obviously we know yeah. who Miles Morales is, but this is like no, no, we're doing this version of Spider-Man as and as, as the animated mm-hmm. universe. Um. Ever since the first trailer for this, I was kind of excited. I had no feelings one way or the other beforehand because yeah. I, I, I didn't know. I thought, oh, it may just be a little spin-off animated movie. It may not be that big a deal. Yeah. But the first trailer, it looked really pretty. Like the animation style was like, oh, that's that's visually interesting. Oh, was... Yeah, because it's 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 three D rendering, but they do it in a style that makes it look like a comic book. Yeah. So there's, you know, usually when you say animation's flat, it, it's not a compliment, but here. The way that they flattened it out and played with perspectives and shifted the camera around it, it's really a, a one-of-a-kind yeah, experience. The, it was a new technique because I know Sony are actually trying to patent mm-hmm. the, the technique they used, so it's theirs. Uh, yeah. So if anyone else wants to use it, they have to pay them <laughs> right. for the that license. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. But it, it does look unique. It looks like, unlike any other animated movie I've ever seen. It's yep. got a very distinct style. Uh, but so yeah, so it's Mel Morales who is the Ultimate Spider-Man. He's the he's the replacement mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man. Because if you're unfamiliar with the comics, uh, just a, a very simple brief history here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel started the Ultimate Universe in the early 2000s, and Brian Michael Bendis wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, which went for like 160 issues or something like that. Yeah, and it ended it- with his death. Spider-Man in that universe died. And Miles was introduced just before that, and he gets his powers, and he witnesses this death, and he ch- makes the choice to replace that world's Peter Parker, mm-hmm. uh, and he becomes the new Spider-Man. Uh, so that that that's just a simple enough. Yeah. So the Ultimate Universe was meant to like clean up, like like at that point it was fifty years of continuity and whatnot, mm. um, and then Bendis. So he takes that that he makes. Peter and he, you know they kind of go through like the greatest hits of Spider-Man, but just in a contemporary time. So when he introduced Miles, it was really a huge game changer because yeah. it was an original character in an imprint that was, you know, trying uh, to be contemporary but not necessarily original. Because it had been running for like eleven years when he did this. Yeah. Um, and because like you say at the start of it, it was kind of like okay, let's redo like all of Spider-Man, all of X-Men. But with because the, the thing is, people you know when they created Spider Man, when Stan Lee, you know the late yep. great Stan Lee, created Spider Man and X Men and everything else, they didn't know what they were going to add as the years went on. They just you know nope. everything kind of came about as new ideas as they came. The idea was that with the Ultimate Universe, they could okay, we know that we're eventually going to do a Venom thing. We know we're eventually going to do this this mm-hmm. classic story, so we can seed them earlier. We can make it more. Uh, 
just you know more thought out more planned more structured yeah uh, mm-hmm. that's part of the appeal of the ultimate universe but exactly I, I think by the time though you got to 11 years in it was like well that that's kind of run out of steam i think by that point like the other ultimate books weren't as good i think spider-man remained the good one for longer yeah whereas, cause... Wait, they, they they fell into the mistake they were trying to solve to where now you had 11 years worth of stories <laughs> that were its own continuity and you know you don't want to break that continuity so you start you know you know so you can't ultimize the ultimate universe but that's exactly what bendis did by the introduction of, of miles in a way kind of yeah because mm-hmm. uh you know because i hear people talk about you know the ultimates when it started which was the ultimate version of the avengers that was the mm-hmm. ultimates and you had the ultimate mm-hmm. x-men but i don't really hear people hear people talk about the later ultimate stuff or the later yeah. ultimate x-men it's just it tends to have fizzled out after a while after yeah. maybe the original creators left whereas and to be fair bendis was the original spider-man ultimate writer it just lasted the whole thing <laughs> yeah the, the artist I'm, I'm drawing a blank on him uh bagley um, bagley yeah mark bagley they worked on like 100 straight issues together him yep. and bendis hell of a run like yeah which at that time had only been rivaled by the early Spider-Man creators of mm. Lee, and I think it was Ditko. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, of that. So it's pretty cool. I mean, Spider-Man was the spine of the Ultimate Universe, and what's cool here with this movie is, if this gets you know sequels or spinoffs, <laughs> this will act as the spine to that. You know, we, we already have. I mean, I don't know if they're officially greenlit, but they're already talking about Into the Spider-Verse two. And an all-female spin-off uh, team movie yeah. with Spider Gwen, Silk, and Spider Woman. Yeah. So see, and this is this is the stuff Sony should be doing with the Spider-Man mm. property, is taking risks on stuff. Even Venom, which I still haven't seen, but you know, instead of trying to tie it into everything that Marvel was doing, take risks and and do something different. And this definitely qualifies for that. Yeah, uh, this, it feels very unique. Um, it is a movie about Miles, even though there is a Peter Parker who appears, there is a Spider-Gwen mm-hmm. and everything else. It's, it's a movie about Miles, it introduces him before he gets any powers, introduces how, you know, it's his origin story, essentially. Yeah. Uh, we, we get him meet his family, we get him meet, uh, like, the, just everything that's going on. And it's, it's this crazy story about uh, how reality's kind of breaking down and these other versions of Spider characters are, are popping in from other worlds. And what's funny watching this, especially because uh, Lord and Miller are behind this. They they, they mm-hmm. wrote this, uh, or at least are two of the writers on it. Yeah, yeah. Is that they were supposed to do a Flash movie at some point, right? And they got they got booted from it. Or I don't know if they got, or they left because of other projects or whatever. Yeah. Who knows what the, the the complicated history is there? But you know, I'm watching this movie and it's got like you know Peter Parker from another universe like helping train Miles, and I'm like, this is like Jane Barry. This this could be a Flash movie, and like. Oh, I hate you for not. <laughs> I hate yep. it for not happening. Well, and that's that's kind of what I wish DC would do because we're both big DC guys, and I would love an animated Flash movie that did something similar to this, mm. or or Superman, you know, something that plays with that style of the f- well, the Timverse style. To, to go to go with what was done here, I feel like you'd have live action Barry, but this would be the Wally movie. It would be the animated yeah. one. Yeah, I could see That'd that. That'd be cool. I could see you that kind of thing. Um, so yeah uh so i mean yeah we talked about the style it's really pretty visuals it's got the this this fluidity to it when you know when swinging starts happening when falling through the city starts happening it works with slow motion things like that uh there's a lot of comic book narration boxes you know miles actually probably in the truest comic book adaptation ever to a, to a point 
he act, we actually hear his thoughts as they're written on the boxes uh, on the screen. Which is, which is really cool. Because um, you, even in an animated movie, that can come off as clunky, but the style here lent it to, to the narration boxes and thought bubbles and stuff. Because yeah, there's a running uh, sort of th- thematic thing where every time we meet a new spider character, they, they tell their origin. And it is very reminiscent of like you know an issue number one where the character mm-hmm. says, hey, my name is Hal Jordan, I'm Green Lantern of Sector 2814, and you know, it explains briefly what the backstory is. That yeah. kind of happens with every spider character throughout this movie. And it's, and it's clean too because they're all the same format, but yeah. there's just those little changes that, you know, because when, when Spider-Gwen gets introduced, she's been Spider-Woman for two years mm. versus Peter B. Parker who had been Spider-Man for 22 years. And, you know, it's these, it's that element that shows just how different their worlds are, even though they're very similar. Yeah, and the movie's full of Easter eggs. Uh, Every time it does this, the comic cover you see is based on a real comic cover. And the real creators of that book, so when when the the Males one comes up, it says Bendis on the the cover. Yeah, Bendis and Pacelli. Uh, Um, You can see... uh, like at one point, Mails' phone has a bunch of creators' names in there. Yep. There's a there's a proper dedication in the credits to Stanley and Ditko, uh, at yep. the end. So there's, you know, there's there's all these like things in there. There's a there's a really weird Easter egg. Uh, well, there's an alternate version of Shaun of the Dead in Times Square. Uh, huh. Did you not see this? I did not. I saw the Shaun thing, but I didn't realize it was Shaun of the Dead. Like I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it's, it says uh, from dust till Shaun, and it's this this you know it's Simon Pegg and Dick Frost. You know, it's, it's oh my god, I want that movie so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of little Easter eggy things like that. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you haven't seen it yet, by all means, do stay to the end of the credits because there's a yes. there's a post sequence. Uh, there is. Um, so the lady at my theater, she was like, anytime a new superhero movie or a big movie comes out, she'll tell you if there's something mm. to stay at the end. Well, we go through, and my friend's getting her ticket torn, and she goes, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's there." Um, which I'm glad she didn't tell that to me because I would have had attitude about that because mm. that the end credit thing was so funny, like I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we we'll get to that in spoilers, but yes, yeah, so yeah. there's an end scene, uh, and the movie works really well because we've talked a lot about the textual thing, the contextual things, and the 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 the, the dressing, the icing, and the cake, if mm. you will. But the movie works. The movie's actually really good because. It is a, just a good, solid story about Miles and about him accepting who he is and what he wants to be and committing to something and, you know, becoming the, this new Spider-Man. And it's about him having the confidence in himself and it, it relates to how his father feels about him and, like, you know, can, can he be his own thing or does he have to be what everyone else tells him to be? You know, it's, it's yep. those themes, it's those things that it's playing with. And it's... it's yeah, great. it's a lot more focused than I thought it was going to be because the... Just based off of the trailers, I thought it was just going to be this like fun jaunt through the Spider Verse. Mm. Like I didn't realize it was going to be a straight up Miles origin and how that affects him. And not that I was bothered by it, but it was awesome to see because again, I'm not that familiar with Miles. Like I know he's a character and mm. he's been Spider Man for a while, and they had the Spider Man crossover in the comics and whatnot, but. Uh, so to to see it and see just how different it is from the Spider-Man origin that we all know, because we've gotten how many movies of it now? Yeah, like it was pretty cool. I mean that that's uh, one of the big differences, obviously, from the comics is that Peter from the real you know Marvel universe did interact with Miles, but it happened after Miles had already been Spider-Man for a while. Right. You know, it was like a, it was like oh shit, now this is happening. 
and that was a, a story called Spider Men. Uh, right. But this is uh, obviously dealing with a lot of other things. Uh, now I've not read everything Spider Man the last few. Years. I've not read uh, Spider Verse or Into the Spider Verse, yeah. which was the big event. It was like all these spider characters interacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will get to it at some point. Um, yep, me too. But there's you know I've read a fair bit of Miles. I've read a fair bit of Ultimate Spider Man, and you know it, it plays with these differences. Um, and Miles is just really likable. I mean, that's the that's the first thing. He's a really likable character right from the start yeah. and he's already out of his element because his parents have shipped, shipped him off to a not even shipped him off it's the same city but he's, he's going to a private school where he has to stay yep. at school and not stay at yeah, home yeah which that, that caused a little confusion at first because the dad's like oh, I'll see you on Friday and I'm like well wait a minute why and then I realized oh no he, he stays at the school during the week and comes yeah. home for the weekend so yeah. But yeah, so he's already isolated and he feels like he doesn't belong at the school because there's a fun scene where he walks past his old school on his way to his new school. And, you know, you see how not necessarily popular, but how everybody knew him. It was like, hey, it's good to see you again. Yeah, how comfortable he he is, how at home he is with everyone there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and then as soon as he gets to the other school, he's like itchy in his own skin that he just doesn't belong. And um you know, it's it's a nice. There's a lot of showing and not telling. In yeah, this. it's the same as him becoming Spider-Man. Like he gets these powers, and it's like now he's part of this this you know in, inter or multiversal <laughs> team yeah. of Spider characters, and he's like, no, I don't. I'm not good enough for this. I can, I don't belong with these people. And he's like, no. but that's kind of the point is, is that you know, he, I think part of the movie is learn to adapt to like new situations mm-hmm. you find yourself in, and um and you know. It's just it's really smart with how it plays with all those things. I think. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, and it plays with that every time you get knocked down, Spider-Man gets right back up, and that's what makes him Spider-Man. Mm. And I just I love that reoccurring theme through every Spider-Man character, whether it was older, aged Spider-Man or Spider-Gwen, or even Peter Porker, like Spider it's Ham. all the same. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Ham. Uh, so. Yeah, I <laughs> I think. Um... I like how it how that keeps coming back as well, uh, with with all the characters. Uh, you know, it's, it's the idea of self confidence, it's the idea of willpower, and yep. and and finding that strength, uh, within that he's he's kind of you know, and not being the and there's a lot of humor, of course, it's very funny mm-hmm. in places, uh, a lot of jokes, especially yep. that 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 joke they always do with Spider Man when he first gets his powers, where his yep. hand sticks to something. Obviously, we won't yep. spoil what it is, but it, it sticks to something and it just leads to gold. Uh, is all yep. I'm saying. Well, just, and every time he does it, like, yeah, because you, I've never seen that before with a spider character, like to the degree that it is here, mm. where he's he's ripping off like glass on buildings and stuff because he doesn't know his strength still, because yeah. it's still all new and stuff. It's, yeah, a big it's part, really good. A big part of the movie is him learning to get control of his powers because he, he doesn't have any control on them <laughs> for the for no. a lot of it. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's a big thing and there's an emotional heart to the movie uh, of course the, the the action tends to be pretty cool yeah um, it's handled really well like really well yeah. uh, voice acting uh, you got a lot of notable people in there Nicolas Cage is, uh, is noir Spider-Man, Spider-Man noir yeah Spider-Man noir god that was so so good He that dude got to be Superman and Spider-Man this year I know it's so weird and like it, do you know what's funny actually? I never heard of uh, was it Penny Parker, the one with the mech. Yeah. I yeah, I, this, I didn't know about this character at all, and I ended up loving her. Uh, in this. Yeah. She she's right up your your alley. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, and just like 
Jake Johnson as Spider-Man is something I never knew I wanted until the trailers. And I'm just going to go out and say it. He's my favorite Spider-Man of all time now. <laughs> just, I don't know if his grumpiness just speaks to me. But, like, Tom Holland's great. But the pudgy, grumpy Spider-Man just... He, that's my Spider-Man. Joe's funny about this is that because we see the Spider-Man of this like Miles' universe first, and yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound like Jake Johnson. What's happening? No. Nope. Then, then I realized, oh, he's not. It's not a Jake Johnson until we get the 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 main yeah. world Spider-Man, and, if you will. And did you see who that was? It did. I didn't realize it until I saw the credits. I don't think. Nah. Who was it? It was Chris Pine. <laughs> uh, that's, I was that's like, I reason. know that yeah. voice because I did the same thing you did. I was like. That's not Jake Johnson. What the heck? <laughs> and I was like, but I do know that voice. Is that? And I was like, it can't be Ryan Reynolds. We'd know if that was Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> right? Because it had that that yeah. twinge to it. And then when we get to the credits, and it, it was that universe, it was Chris Pine. I was like, oh my god, he's getting it on all sides. Yeah, like he's in Wonder Woman, and now he's in Spider Man. Yeah, you've got uh, Haley Steinfeld, of course, as Gwen Stacy, uh, and you have uh, Mahershala Ali as uh, Uncle Aaron. Uh, aka the prowler which is not i don't think it's a big spoiler like he, he he's a villain and that's that's a, that was even hinted at in homecoming actually uh yeah that was so. uh donald glover's character um yeah i i leaned over and told my wife you remember remember childish gambino in, in homecoming mm-hmm. that's him so uh and there's a reference actually in this movie to when he wore spider-man pajamas on community oh uh there's a there's someone watching it at some point and there's like a, a recreation of it in the Oh, nice. So there's, a, so there's a reference to him dressing as Spider-Man, even though he played a character in Spider-Man Homecoming, who's a different actor, obviously, in this, playing the right. same character. Uh, so there's a lot going on. And, a lot going on. Yeah, and then the voice of Miles, too, was Shameik Moore. Who, the last time I saw him was in Dope, which is a movie I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I, was, uh, I, didn't, I didn't even realize I knew him from somewhere. I didn't recognize yeah. the name. Yeah, so um, him just filling in, which I thought, I thought in Dope was a his character was kind of miles ish, you know, cause he was out of his element and didn't yeah. belong. Uh, he, he did, I think a really good job as, as miles. So yeah, the voice, the voice work all around was fantastic. Yeah. It's really hard to complain. You got Liv Schreiber as well as Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, you know, which uh, I didn't realize he was going to be the villain. And I didn't realize we we're going to get a Tim sale esque version of him, well, yeah, which uh, takes up the whole screen. It like, does. It really does. It's so cool. Joe, Joe, it's funny. Like, I think what really works in this is that, and what makes it not, because this, this could have very easily been a mess. Like, I was worried coming out of this that there was too many characters, there was too much stuff uh-huh. going on. It, no, it never for a second thinks that it has to explain who the villains are. It's like, no, Kingpin uh-huh. and uh, Doc Ock, right? It was just, you know, we have uh-huh. these two these two characters. You know, you know enough about who these characters are. We don't have to explain them. We don't have to explain the origins of either character. They just exist, and that's well, fine. Well, even even because we, we saw this, and there was a, a, a family with, like, three kids, and, mm. like, the youngest was, like, three, and the oldest was probably nine. And they're probably familiar enough with Spider-Man, but I don't think they know who Kingpin is yet, because... Mm. But, you know, they, they would talk, and we would hear them, but it was, like, excited, so it didn't annoy me. But, like... The way that they handle Kingpin is a three-year-old can automatically know, well, that's the bad guy. Like, it doesn't have to matter, like, oh, yeah, who sure. this is. And and I feel sometimes that the, the newer comic book movies go out of their way for fan servicey stuff. And I never felt like Spider-Verse really did that. Like, if fan service stuff happened, it was just part of the story. Oh, yeah. You know? um, so, 
yeah, so so you so you got Kingpin, uh, who's huge, and I was just I was just wondering. I was I was sort of pausing to think there for a second because yeah. don't Marvel own the rights to Kingpin? Did, did did they like give them permission to use him? I I think it might be they because they never call him Kingpin. It's just Fisk, so That's it might be true, one of those yeah. things that you can use him, but you can't use the Kingpin name, because... which which shows that they're they're playing nice because of the Spider Man. You know, because the Fox, relationship they have. Because Fox had them when they had Daredevil. Because it yeah. was like, oh, the Spider, because the Spider-Man movies can't use Kingpin because Fox has them. And then obviously Daredevil went back to Marvel. So I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. And I'm just wondering if this is like a, a knock-on effect of the, the other deal where Marvel were yeah. playing nice and said, hey, for the animated movie, you can use Kingpin or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe but it's just unless a... I'm wrong and, it's, uh, you know, people want to let me know. I don't remember them ever calling him Kingpin. It was just Fisk. So, um, you could so yeah, right. but I... I like seeing him. I, I like seeing uh, this version of, of Ock. Like, that mm-hmm. was cool. That was something I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So this movie does a lot. Like, not that I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, but I am familiar enough from, from the movies and based comic knowledge that this had some nice surprises in it. So and I can't say that with too much comic movies anymore. No, it does. It does. Uh it's one of those things where going in, I wasn't sure what to expect. Obviously, I was expecting good things because the reviews were off the charts before I yeah. went to see it. But uh, it's kind of one of the things that I like about Endgame coming up is that it's the first Marvel movie since like Phase One where I don't feel like I know exactly what it is going in because yeah. you know because once you get used to the Marvel formula, it was kind of like okay, I I can always even with a new character, I'm like okay, I can kind of see what Captain Marvel's cool. going to be. I can kind of get what. Their, you know, Black Panther. Th- th- yeah, Black Panther's Thor's going to be, yeah. and there's not say there's no surprises, but no, you know, they're, they're not, similar enough that I, I can kind of get a feel for them. No, yeah, not on this level. Like, I feel like the last time I was a surprise was Homecoming because of how mm. I don't want to say against the grain, but how it didn't do stuff I was expecting. Like, yeah, I was no, like, oh, it's gonna be ho- a Spider-Man movie. Homecoming was um, wonderfully reserved, and I, I, I was pleasantly yeah. surprised by Homecoming. And I think it's funny that Spider-Man's had two great movies in two years now. Uh, you know, ridiculous. I know it's here we like, are. Spider-Man's getting all the all the love. And, and like, I have, I have a lot of friends that, that are huge Spider-Man fans, and that's like their thing. And like, not that I didn't understand it, but this movie did a whole thing. I was like, okay, this is why he's on Mount Rushmore, not just because he was an early creator. <laughs> Of Stanley, but you can do so many other things with him, like, and we don't see that because we've only really gotten origin movies that kind of just rehash things. So Homecoming and then this mm. kind of did away with that and showed us like, oh no, Spider Man can do so much more on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, it pokes fun at the old movies. There's those references mm-hmm. in there. I won't spoil what they are, but there's no. references early on to the old movies and there's uh, references to all sorts of things. Uh, so. No, I think we'll give the spoiler warning just so we can talk more freely right. about everything plot-wise. So full spoilers from this point on for Into the Spider-Verse, you have been been mm-hmm. warned. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, let's just get out of the way. The start of the movie, there's like recreations of scenes from the old Spider-Man movies. and Which I loved. And it gets to the dancing from 3 and says, we don't talk about this ever. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. So that that's so then I was like, well, okay, so he's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So this is I'm I'm trying to fit it in the continuity. Well, no, he's, he's not really right. He's not really. No, no, no. And then you get to the scene with uh, the origin of the older Spider-Man, Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh well, he's been Spider-Man for 22 years. He's our Spider-Man. And then I just stopped. I was like, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like stop this. 
this, it, it's not going to be clean. They're only referencing but... those movies because lots of people have seen them. It's not because they're trying to say right. this is the actual future version right. of that Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I will tell you since now we are in spoiler moment, like yeah, you know, Stan Lee died, you know, what two months ago. It's, it's been a little bit now, and it really didn't affect me. But the scene here where Miles Universe Spider-Man dies, the, mm. the younger of the version, the Chris Pine, and just like the public outpouring for Spider-Man, right? And then we get the Stan Lee cameo where he talks about how Spider-Man was his best friend. Like, I lost it. My wife leaned over to me and was like, are you okay? <laughs> and it was just all these emotions coming to the, like, the foreword and, like, how much comic books are ingrained in my life. Like, it was only going to be a matter of time before something like that happened with Stan and Spider-Man. And it just, it hit. And I feel like that upped the movie that much more. Yeah, you know? no, it was a, it was a great cameo. It's 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 a really it's a lot of, because it's about someone dying because it's about Spider-Man dying. Mm-hmm. It oddly feels like fitting that this is the one that we get after he's he's passed away. Like yeah. it feels like oddly tied to it in a, in a bizarre. Like, and not, it's not the last yeah. one because we know he's done one for Avengers, but right. But like, had Stan if Stan's still kicking when this comes out, I feel like it's still a nice moment. Yeah, but I it doesn't have the impact to me that this one did. And just that, that whole moment, because it's about miles. Like he feels guilty for Spider-Man dying and he wants to try to live up and be Spider-Man, you know, uh, and walk in those shoes. So he goes to buy the costume. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, cause it's, it's a shitty little kid's costume. That's just looks yeah. like garbage. And obviously the big thing in this movie is that he, he actually witnesses Spider-Man die. He, he, he yeah. could intervene, but he's too scared to, uh right. because you know i mean he just has his powers like he's yeah it's like even 36 hours and and yeah but who and that scene too uh what the animation does with spider-man and how fluid it is like usually to me pixar is always the gold standard when it comes to animation technology mm. this is giving pixar a run for their money i feel like pixar is on their laurels a little bit uh with this because the stuff that spider-man does and you never get lost or disoriented. Like, it's really something. Oh, that's great. See, see when uh, when Gwen Stacy, or sorry, Spider-Gwen proper. Yeah. like uh, Gwanda. Gwanda, yes. Well, so we meet her in the school, obviously, but when she first shows up in costume in the trees yeah. and, like, you know, uh, yeah. Peter and Miles are swinging because they've just stolen the computer. Yeah. And it's all very funny. Like, Miles is trying to go invisible and it's not working or they did work for a little bit. Uh, when he goes, I'm just going to take the... Because he can't get the... the Passwords. You need to get into the computer yeah. to get the yeah to get you know to, to form this device to stop the the multiverse generator and the the, the computer's desktop just all over the place and he can't figure it out so he just is like I'm just taking the whole thing <laughs> and that still makes me laugh like it, it's been a couple you know it's been like a day since I've seen it but ah the comedy solid that's nah, good it's good but, but you were saying about Gwen like yeah like... she shows up. Yeah, because when she shows up, we get the, the like you know the first origin that's not for a Peter, right? Because Miles doesn't come till right. the end, because they save that until he's actually Spider-Man, and that's the ending of the movie. Yeah. Um, and we get her version of the origin, which is a bit different. But during that scene, though, there's like three Spider-People swinging around in trees and shit, and it never yeah. gets confusing. It always makes sense, nope. you know, where things are. Uh, it just yeah. looks good. 
and yep. you know and, and that goes forward you know we meet the elves because we end up with a spider cave under aunt may's house and she's like yeah you're not the first one who came here and that's when we meet you know spider-man noir penny and, and porker uh-huh. and we get we see all the suits those cameos but the, you know, the video game suits in one of the, the cases yeah and that game yep. just came out a couple months ago so you know, they they thought about this in advance you know they, uh-huh. this this definitely made me want to play that game like i'm i'm putting together finances to get a playstation <laughs> So I can play the Spider-Man game because after after watching this and the web slinging and the motion, I want to do that myself. So I've been telling you the PS4 for God of War and Uncharted for for years at this point. Yeah. So I know. So now you've got four Uncharted games, God of War and Spider-Man to play, Matt. You, yeah. They're ticking up. I know. I know. I, I'm working on it. It's <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Cool. But um. Also, Aunt May essentially being Alfred. Yeah, that was kind of like, funny. <laughs> I loved it. Like, it definitely felt Lord and Miller bringing their comedy because that that that's the most Lego movie it felt to me. Um, mm. Was when we get to the Spider Cave and like the spider buggies there from the old '70s show, and there's all these little Easter eggs. But like, Aunt May's kind of a badass too. And yeah, like, I was like, this is super different and cool. It's funny actually, because uh, the one thing from from reading Miles's comic stuff up until a point, mm-hmm. I the one thing I remember that kind of in, in a weird way is still true here is the idea that she actually in the, in the comic she because Miles is actually operating Spider Man without web slingers for a while. Uh, he's, okay. he's just doing his invisibility, his, his shocker move, and you know jumping mm-hmm. around and whatnot. And Aunt May uh, and Gwen and Mary Jane actually like give him web shooters that you know of Peter who died. Uh, oh wow! So, so they basically christened him as like you're approved as the new Spider-Man, <laughs> um, and it's like it's this really sweet moment. And this was different because she's more like Alfred, who's building all this shit. <laughs> but right. you know, so but there was some truth in there. There was some truth to it. Where I was like, oh, that was yeah. She, he did kind of get them from her in the comics. That's really cool. I, I like that a lot because I, I figured he'd have to get them, and there'd be like a a bequeathing mm. from a Spider-Man. Like these are yours now. So, but I didn't figure it was gonna come from May. Like. Yeah. So that was super cool. And that whole sequence, just when we get Nick Cage as, as Spider-Man Noir, and he's talking how he's a, a private detective who punches Nazis in his spare time. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, now I got to read Spider-Man Noir too. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just adding a checklist. It's like, I need to buy a PlayStation. I need to buy the Miles run. I need to get Spider-Man Noir. Like, this movie's going to cost me more money. Yeah. And Ultimate Spider-Man, even just going back to the pure stuff, it's well worth going yeah. through that. Um yeah, I, I've read a couple trades of that. I think I got up to three because I read the Goblin stuff. Yeah. So, um, I so that's the first two trades I want to say, uh, and I think I read one after that. So, I'll, I'll eventually get to it all. Like it's it's a blind spot that I'll I'll resolve. But um, but yeah, and this 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 older Peter Parker, by Jake Johnson, I just he has some of my favorite moments in the entire movie when he meets Mary Jane. Uh, at the uh, there's a gala at the end yeah. that they have to break into, and they're all wearing bow ties because it's for Spider-Man, and the servers are wearing masks and whatnot. Yeah, so, like, so all all the waiters are all wearing Spider-Man masks. Yeah, so that's how they sneak in, and he stops to talk to Mary Jane, and Mary Jane doesn't realize this is actually a Peter. Yeah, she thinks there's just a waiter and talking about like she wants more bread. Yeah, and 
and he turns it into all the things that he's done wrong, and he's going to get her that bread. Because it's worth mentioning on, on, on his Earth, which ma- makes it feel more like the, the traditional Spider-Man mm-hmm. universe, is like things yeah. have screwed up with Mary. They've, they've kind of broken up again. Um, whereas Peter and Mary, yeah. Mary were quite close on, on the Ultimate Universe. And that kind of tracks with the Ultimate Comics as well, to a point, mm-hmm. is that um, their relationship is one of the best parts, I think, of that run. Okay. And uh, so it was really sweet at the end that when he goes back to the main world, the, you know, his universe, he he, he goes yeah. to Mary Jane to make it work. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to go and, you know, yeah. try this again, uh, which was nice. Because one of the things that I think is really smart about this is that obviously they're on their, they're, they basically leave Miles behind because he can't be trusted to control his powers. And then right. he has his own sort of like soul searching and like sort of realization that yeah. he can do this on his own. And he shows up invisible and helps them fight. But what I really like, this, this is the best touch, I think, in terms of like giving, making it his movie. Is I mean, it's, it's already his movie anyway. It's really focused on him. But yeah. in the final fight, the fight continues once everyone else has left and went back home. He's left on yeah. his own to fight Kingpin. And I think that's really smart because, no, no, he has to do this on his own. He can't, he can't just rely on yep. them. So, right. He has to be his own spider. Yeah. Like, and own that's spider. what I like. And then his dad, too. The, you know, his dad's kind of the, the J. Jonah Jameson character that's like, he's down on Spider-Man because he's a cop and Spider-Man's a vigilante and he yeah, needs to yeah. let us do our job. And I like that. But at the end, he's like, who you know, he's, he's suspicious of Spider-Man, but he, he's watching Kingpin just take it to him. And he doesn't know this is his son that that is Spider-Man. And he's just like, get up, Spider-Man. And it gives me goosebumps. Just yeah. like. It's it's that scene in, in Spider Man Two on the train just turned down, that and, and it just gets the job done. So, who we? Yeah, uh, he does. Males does have a roommate who I'm like, oh, is this Ganky? And he never has a line. Yeah. It's not until the end of the yeah. movie where it's clear that because he caught him with all the other Spider characters that, that, that this kid is in on it. So I'm assuming it yeah. is Ganky. The weird thing is though is they kind of robbed him for homecoming for Peter. I mean, they, I mean he's called Ned. He's another character, but they, yeah. they gave him Ganky's personality and image. Okay. So be curious yeah. to see how they handle that in a in Spider Verse yeah, too. But. Ned is so much Ganky that Mario, our friend, still calls him Ganky. Like, yeah. He refuses to call him Ned. Um, but yeah, if we get another one and they they can kind of do it but not the same, I, I feel that would work in this universe. Yeah. You know. I'd, I'd say that I would expect that a sequel would... Because they've already said that, that it'll have Spider-Gwen in there for, for their relationship because they're going to do the romance stuff, right? Ooh, okay. But I would expect maybe she's the only one that we get back and then it's more focused on just what is going on in Males' universe. It's not about yeah. the multiverse breaking down again. Uh, right. Kind of thing. I would yeah, think. No, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of the, the multiverse breaking down, the glitch effect mm. where they, you know, they set up the stakes like these spider people have to go back to their universe because if they don't, they'll disintegrate because they're not meant to be here. But just that effect is, it's so cool of them glitching out and and whatnot. Like, again, it's something original. Yeah. It's uh, because, and obviously we go through the whole thing where he realizes his uncle's the prowler and he's about to kill him and then he takes off his mask to show him that it's, you know, him and he's like, wait, Miles? And, you know, oh. he, he, he kind of lets himself be taken instead. You know, he, he essentially sacrifices himself to save Miles. Um, yep. And it's, it's like, okay, so he redeemed himself uh, in, in the end. And 
Uh, and because so, for, for a bit, you, 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 you kind of get right. the sense that, that Males' dad may actually think that Spider Man killed his brother because yeah. he finds, like, you know, he, from behind he sees Spider Man crouched at his body. And Males is actually crying his eyes out that his uncle's dead. Yeah. But from his perspective, it looks like Spider Man may have had something to do with his death. Um, but by the end, he's kind of like willing to accept that that's probably not true. So, so yeah, so in, in the, the comics, is that part of his origin too, or is that something they did for the movie? Um, I don't remember his his uncle. I remember his uncle being around, but I don't okay. remember his uncle dying. If anything, I if anything, I remember that his uncle uh, is still around as a villain for a while at least. Okay, because I like that it played up on that that we get Spider Man losing his uncle, and they were close, and like yeah, because all the other Spider characters say, "Hey, for me it was my uncle. For me it was my 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 best friend. Right. For me it was you know they all have a a someone who yeah. died." So this is his tragedy, and it and it hits like it, it you know it got it got dusty and, mm. again in the theater. So <laughs> it's getting dusty out here. I'm not crying. Yeah, I'm not crying. Don't be fooled. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so so the the movie has a great great pacing. It moves along very quick. It's it's nearly it's, it's over two hours long, and I don't think it feels that long. It it goes no. in super quick. Uh, there's comedy all over the place uh, it's bright and poppy characters are likeable uh, it uses a lot of music uh, like source music um, yeah I, I'm not a, a much of a fan of the hip hop variety mm. but after when I got home I downloaded the soundtrack and it it is fantastic it is really well put together um, the song that Miles is listening to it's called Sunflower that's the start and the end yeah the one yeah the start and the end it's so so good like they did such a good job uh, at that, but yeah, and it fits throughout because it does feel like something someone Miles' age would listen to, you know. Like sometimes movie soundtracks can be a little bit clumsy because it's older people trying to figure out what kids listen yeah. to. But here it felt authentic. Do you know what's so, funny about this yeah. is that it set up so much. It set up like this multiverse of Spider characters. Mm-hmm. But it kept it so focused that it's a really solid story on its own, and it doesn't feel overstuffed. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's kind of this where it's like, well, Warner Brothers have no excuse for the DC movies at this point. They don't, and that's and that's why like I'm not always trying to wedge in Superman, but like if we can't have Henry Cavill as Superman anymore, hmm. why can't we have an animated Superman movie where they can do all sorts of crazy stuff? Like this, you know, like just, Teen the, Titans was, was pretty good. The reason why I say this though is because what the one of the things that always comes up is that well, the DC movies feel more rushed because they they try to jump straight to Justice League after like two movies, right? Yeah. But uh, this movie to me kind of proved that you probably could jump straight to it and make it mm-hmm. good, but they didn't. <laughs> it was it was bad. But that, that's it. It's, <laughs> well, it's all who's behind it. Like yeah. for all their faults with Lord Miller on on Han Solo, right? They weren't a fit for that. But almost anything else that I've seen that they've had a hand oh, in... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't know they weren't a fit. All we know is that the studio didn't like what they did. Well, I'm going to say that, that it wasn't be- a fit No, for be- because what, from, from what, from what, what it sounds like... What it sounds like, the studio hired comedy directors to make, make a movie and then were surprised they got a comedy. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> right, which isn't a fit for Star Wars, right? Like... That's that's maybe, what I would say. Maybe they should try something different for Star Wars. Maybe that'd be a, well, maybe, be a wise move. Maybe and they didn't like what that different was, but my point still stands. Like Lord Miller, they're they're a different caliber of creative than what Warner's kind of been doing. Hopefully, James Wan can turn that around. 
with Aquaman because Aquaman just from the trailers seems like it's gonna be a blast. Um, even even though the CG looks kind of dodgy, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried it's gonna be messy. I'm seeing too many villains in yeah. those trailers. But obviously, we're doing yeah. Aquaman next week, so look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. So, but you know, Shazam. Like I got the trailer for Shazam, and that was well received by the audience I was with. Yeah. So, you know, Shazam feels like it's a little bit more Spider Verse than it is, you know, Man of Steel. So, that that that's exciting. That's good. That's good. All right. Sp- Spider Verse is just it's got delightful characters, but it keeps it focused to the main character and what his emotional journey is to to him being to to him being, uh, you know strong to him being self-fulfilling and knowing his own worth and knowing that he can do something and and it's getting through that struggle and it makes it kind of a coming of age movie actually in a lot of ways because it's about him kind of accepting who he is and realizing his own strength to fight back and like stand up for something uh because as we said you know whenever spider-man gets knocked down he gets back up um that's right so you know that, that that's that's kind of it. Um, it's got a really fun supporting cast. Uh, it's constantly funny. It constantly looks pretty. There's, there's very little to complain about. Yeah, I was sitting there watching it. Go, I don't know what I'm gonna say in the review of of negative thoughts because I really didn't have any. Like from the animation to the voice cast to the story to it's just it's so well done. I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you one. In the final fight, uh, because they're in the big uh, multiverse generator yeah. thing, right? Because because the reason why this even exists is because Kingpin lost his wife and child and wants right. to f- find them uh, from another universe. He wants to steal them from another universe, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, because his wife and kids saw him beating up Spider-Man, so they ran out and got right. into an accident. And yeah. he's, he's determined to find, find another wife and kid. <laughs> The same wife and kid, just you know, but not the universe. From a different multiverse, even though like we know that they couldn't stay here anyways, but he doesn't seem to care. Yeah, you know, it's all about Kingpin. But yeah, maybe he doesn't know that though. Maybe he's well, maybe fighting. maybe not. Yeah. So, but as this fight's going on, the crazier it gets. There is a point where space outside of the little platform doesn't matter because it just looks like there's tons of ships flying around everywhere. Uh, yeah. So I'll say that the geography of the final fight is the only time where I didn't really feel like I knew where where they were in the context of the yeah. the, the the room, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's minor though. I'm not. I, I'm just trying to look for. I'm trying to nitpick for things yeah. just to critique it. Well, well, too, and it's also like when when they fire it up. There's this, you know, things kind of pile up from other universes, and and they kind of stay there. Yeah. And I felt like that thread kind of got lost because they kind of made a big deal about it early on. Mm. And then they don't really touch on it again. But again, that's minor. I'm, I'm grasping at things. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's a really, uh, you know, crowd-pleasing scene when Miles like, finally makes his own suit. Which, while looks like his suit from the comics is more makeshift because he just spray-paints his symbol onto it. Right. It's not like his, his you know, welded, you know, uh, right. produced, uh, if you will. Um, and... You know, he shows up in the final fight, Invisible, where he, you know, he stops something from happening, and he's like, "No, it's him. It's, he's here," and everyone kind of realizes. Because it's really, it's really sad when they have to leave. Because uh, Peter stays back to talk to him for a little bit, and there's a shot where it goes outside the window, and all of the other Spider characters are all like sticking around the window, listening to this, and it's kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're all feeling kind of sad for him because he can't, you know, help. Uh, right. And he feels kind of useless. Um, but it's worth mentioning that it's after he has a, a sort of emotional pep talk from his dad, where his dad says, "Look, I don't really care what you do. I just want you to be the best you can be." Um, 
because mm. he, he talks to him through the door and it's kind of sad and emotional and it's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but... yeah. And that cinematography is great too. Cause it ends on that shot where they're, it looks like they're in the same room, but just divided by like yeah. a comic panel. So like, it's, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. The storytelling's there. The emotions there. It looks, looks mm. great. Everything. Yep. Hard to fault. Uh, we're about to rate it, yeah. and I feel like there's very yeah. little to, to you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm excited for the sequel and the spin-off. I, I think mm-hmm. they, they could both be good. Keep Lord and Miller on board somehow, and just uh, yes, please. go from there, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. But, no, great stuff. So, yeah. Um, what are you rating it? So, it's like, do, do, do I knock off a, a, a half a point for, for things, or do... Do I just give it the 10? Is it a 9.5 <laughs> or is it a 10? And, and I think still, you know, only a day away from it. I, I think it's a 10 right now. It could come down to a 9, you know, over the next couple – or 9.5 at the end of the week. But as of right now, I think I'm giving it a 10. I'm going to give it a 9. Okay. I don't give out 10s willy-nilly and without lots of thought and yeah. repeat viewings, all right? Okay, so – I got into it with, with with Alden, a friend of mine. Oh God! Over, <laughs> and granted, he hasn't seen this yet, but he'll argue anything. Alden is that meme of I will argue anything with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And I told him this is, I think, the first superhero movie to challenge Dark Knight as, as my number one like favorite best comic book adaptation. Yeah. In in forever. So the fact like it's challenging Dark Knight, uh, I, that's why I'm comfortable giving it a ten. And he's like, "Oh, no, you know, Lego Batman movie." I was like, "Get out of here, Lego Batman movie!" Like, it was fine, but it's not this. Like, <laughs> it's not even close. So I've still not seen Lego Batman because I just, you know. Yeah, it's it's fine. Give give it a check. You'll as a Batman fan, you'll appreciate a lot of it. I'll and, chuckle at some like, references, I'm sure, but. Yeah, it's good, but it, Lego Batman felt more like Teen Titans Go than than mm. this to me. Like, it's fine. And to and, be fair, I did enjoy yeah. Teen Titans Go to the movies. Yeah. Uh, well, I I enjoyed Lego Batman, but, like, when this is challenging Dark Knight, which I hold as, like, the yeah, crown jewel. Yeah, this has a lot of comedy, but it's not, like, a, yeah. a parody version of Spider-Man. It's no. taking Miles seriously. It's, it's doing it. This is Miles Morales' movie. Like, if you would have told me a couple of years ago Miles Morales was going to have a movie and that was going to be animated, like, I'd be like, well, does it direct to, to Blu-ray? Like, is this one of those things? <laughs> but no, this is a, a full-on movie. And, like, this is going to inform a lot of kids on Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, this might be their first introduction to Spider-Man. Um, and then, Oh, yeah. yeah. Pe- people are going to grow up with this. This, this is, like, a whole mm-hmm. generation of people are going to grow up with Miles and Peter being kind of side-by-side. There's, there's yeah. no question of that. No, so like, so that's why I'm I'm comfortable with that. Like, it's it is challenging, and like the the movie that Dark Knight knocked off was Superman the movie, you know. Like, <laughs> so I, I thought, Superman had a long reign. <laughs> Superman had a very long reign, you know. And, and I love all the Marvel movies. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's there's a lot that I love, but none of them I feel like are of that Nolan Dark Knight firing on all cylinders, you know. And this was like it, it's weird. <laughs> Nah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, yeah, it's nine out of ten from me. It's it's it's, it's hard to fault it. It's hard to call something and 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 fault it in any way. Uh, so, so yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. That's Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So 
we should be getting more of these doing quite well and uh we'll be we'll be back next week with another comic movie we'll be back with aquaman and hopefully connor will be joining us because we're with the three of us of course make up comics from the multiverse we talk about dc comics every week so it makes sense yep. that all three of us will be here for for one of the movies so yeah so we'll be back from that uh, of course let us know what you think of spider-verse in the comments like and subscribe all that stuff you can support us by doing that of course but also by going over to patreon.com slash mailed fuzz tv you can support us over there for as little as a dollar per month one of the things that we just decided actually is that when we get to our, our best of the year uh, awards and we do our top 10 movies and that kind of thing which we're doing in february around the same time as the oscars because it gives us a couple of months to catch up in other movies that we've missed over the year uh, we're going to have a Patreon vote as well. Uh, everyone at the one dollar tier and up can send in their votes, uh, and we'll announce the results along with ours. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, so that's something else you yeah. get to participate in. Um, uh, but otherwise, that is us. So get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, but otherwise, I think that's us. So yeah, that has been Internet Spider Verse. Uh, thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we will see you next time.